Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, well, I was while I was out for a little over a week, the Sabres were on the ice. Uh, not this current version of the Sabres, but maybe some Sabres we're going we're gonna to be watching here in a couple of years, maybe this coming year for some of them. Fighting, development camp for spots in the organization. And Joe Yerden from NHL.com was there, and it's good to talk to him finally here on Sports Talk Saturday. Joe, thanks a lot for doing this on such short notice. I really appreciate it. Good to finally talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you too, Sal. All right, so I was gone. I was on vacation during development camp. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, get down there to watch. So fill us in a little bit. Fill me in. Educate me on kind of the big picture of what you saw out there with just the overall grouping and maybe comparing it to what we've seen in years past. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess you don't want to hear all about the drills and the uh, the bungee cord skating and the parachute. I probably game, right? don't need that. That's okay. <laughs> all right. The, uh, I, you know, this camp. It, it, Comparing it to the last few years, I would say this is probably the deepest amount of talent they've had at a camp in, in a couple of years. And I, you know, when you look at the, the recent drafts and the free agent signings in the summer, it's it's not really a big surprise that that's the case. I mean, there's there are, there are a lot of players, and that's even that's even uh, discounting the fact that you know guys like Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhart didn't you know weren't even there this year, even though they were eligible. They didn't you know they weren't there, but they don't need to be there. It's more important for guys like Justin Bailey and Nick Baptiste to show how far along they are. For guys like Alex Nylander and Rasmus Asplund to show where exactly they are after they've been drafted. So, I, I, to me, this was this was a fascinating look because the the way that they played when it came to scrimmages and, and setting things up and and doing things in more game like situations. There's a lot of speed and a lot of skill with these guys out there, and I think that, that to me is what stood out the most was that. The level and the intensity level with the, with how quickly these guys played was was really off the chart. Yeah, and you know one thing that's really come up we know over the last uh, couple of years, especially after last year, is they really need to get more speed into the organization. Do we see that coming in the form of some of these younger guys, as you just pointed out? Pretty soon, do we think? Yeah, you know, I, I think I think in a in another year or two, I think you're going to see things really pick up as far as how quickly plays are made it may not necessarily be the skating speed to which these guys play with. I mean, there's, there's going to be plenty of that. Don't, you know, don't get that wrong. But I think for these guys, it's, it's a little different in that. It, it's the decision-making that goes a lot faster. It's, it's how they set things up and how they move the puck. I think to me, that's the, been the biggest difference with how they were doing things this year. I mean, the, the, the stick handling, the skill and the, and the ability is all there, but you know, it's making decisions faster and, and pushing play quicker by, by making those decisions faster. Yeah, you know, that's one thing athletes always talk about is the jump in competition always comes with a jump in speed. So was there anybody who kind of impressed you maybe that you didn't think would look as good as he did 
in that development camp that they really got on the page very quickly and you said, you know what, maybe this person's going to surprise us here in a year or so being a contributor to the Sabres organization? Well, I think I think you have to look at Will Borgen, uh, defenseman from St. Cloud State. I think he was a guy who really showed his ability out there. I think he showed that he's that he's a guy that's going to get on the map here pretty quickly. I mean, he's he's headed into I believe it's his sophomore year at St. Cloud, and you know, with a, I mean, he was drafted last year, so you know, you can be patient with guys in college like that. And I think for him, he really he really stood out as far as what he can do and and his defensive ability. I thought he was outstanding in this camp. And, you know, I look at a guy like Rasmus Asplund, uh, the second round pick, uh, the, the Sabres traded up to get him this year. Uh, he's a bit smaller. He's about five, nine, five, ten uh, for a center, but his ability and his, his two way play. I mean, he's got, he's got the shot, he's got the, the skating and the skill, but he's able to play a little bit stronger defensively as well. And I think he's a guy that, you know, he's probably going back to Sweden, uh, this season, uh, but I think when you're talking about next year, maybe it's time to bring him over to have him play in Rochester, or maybe you know if he makes a big enough leap, maybe he threatens to to crack the lineup. But you know, to me, those are two guys that really stood out at this camp, and you know, I, 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 that's as far as the prospect guys goes. I mean, guys like Bailey and Baptiste and them, right. they did their job. You know, they did what they were supposed to do. They're supposed to be the most experienced. They're supposed to be the best, and they were. And I, I to me, that's. That's what you need to see out of those guys. You don't want those guys lagging behind anybody else. But I think when it comes to uh, when, it, when it comes to the guys who are really impressed, I mean, you know, obviously Nylander was great, but um, you know, Asplund, Borgen, Nylander, I think those three really stood out to me. Talking with Joe, is it Yerden or Yerden? I want to make sure. Yerden. Okay, I thought so. It's not Y E A. It's Y E. But everybody can follow you on Twitter, by the way, Joe Yerden uh, on Twitter. He's a contributor and a Buffalo correspondent at NHL.com. And we're talking about the Sabres development camp last week here on WGR. Goaltending wise, what did you see out there? It looks to be a spot in the organization now where there are some question marks right at the top and throughout. Yeah, I, I think if you're worrying about goaltending, I think things are along the path as far as as development goes, I think things are, are timing out the right way. I, to me, Cal Peterson was, was the A1 guy this year, just the same way Jason Kasdorf was last year, uh, last year's camp. Cal Peterson by far stood out to me uh, as, as being the guy who's maybe you can start thinking about, you know, after, after he finishes the season at Notre Dame, maybe he signs out of college. Once the season's over, maybe he shows up in Rochester or even Buffalo at the end of the year, but uh, to me, Peterson's—he's the number one with a bullet as far as you know, as far as guys that that aren't pro yet. Um, you know, we we only saw him and, and Jonas Johansson. Unfortunately, Linus Allmark was was sick and could not go at camp this year. It would have been nice to see what see where he was at and and how things were progressing with him because you know his season didn't exactly end great in Rochester. But uh, to me, Peterson's the guy you gotta you gotta watch all year long. You know, keep keep that stray eye on Fridays and Saturday nights when the Sabers aren't playing, and keep an eye on Notre Dame, just to see how they're doing. Because to me, he's he's the number one guy that isn't Olmark or Kazor or, or or somebody like that. I think he's he's the guy that really stands out. You know, the the other two guys that were in were invites. Steve Racine, you know, he's a local guy for, you know, playing at Michigan. Played very well in the three-on-three competition, and then uh, the kid from Quebec—he was—he was all right. But 
you know, Peterson's the guy you gotta you gotta keep an eye on this year because he we could see a a Casdorf like situation with him where as soon as the Irish are done, maybe he maybe he jumps in at the end of the season. I'm glad you ended with that because my follow up to that is what is his timeline, Joe? What are we looking at with him? Is this a guy that could be challenging for a roster spot within a year? Is he a guy that could eventually be challenging Robin Leonard for the number one goalie on the Sabres within what three years? I don't know. Well, he's he's a young kid. I mean, he's you know goalies. The development line for them is always a little funky because it takes them a little bit a little bit of time to get acclimated. And I mean, we're still in that kind of window with Leonard. I mean, Leonard's 24, you know, Leonard right. Hallmark's 22, 23 years old. I mean, we we still haven't seen a lot of these guys. Jason Kasdorf is also 22 or 23. So I mean, it, it, you got a pile of guys that are pretty young, and Peterson's the the, the youngest of that bunch. To me, it's you know maybe if you're thinking two or three years down the road, maybe you know maybe he can come in and and hustle things up in camp and 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 make a run at things. But you know I think right now they've got a lot of things to figure out as far as the goaltending goes. They got to figure out you know where they are with Leonard. You know it you know they've got his rights. They're going to be able to keep him after you know his contract's up this year. But you know you've got that. You've got Hallmark. You need to figure out what his deal is. You got. Hasdorf, you got to figure out, you know, what his deal is and if he can stay healthy. There's a lot of question marks, but having bringing another guy in that can play and play well can't hurt because then that can help break up the logjam if one if one guy out of that group decides to take off. Is there anybody that uh, you'd hope to have seen more from in development camp? Maybe that didn't quite step into a spot that you thought they might be, or is maybe a little bit further away than you thought they were maybe a year ago. Well, it's. It, 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 I'm glad you asked that because I can kind of c- clarify on on some thoughts of my own. Okay. Uh, one guy who didn't really, to me, jump off the map and say, "Wow, this guy's got it." Was was Brendan Gooley. And now I'm saying that, and people are going to freak out. It's not because he was bad. It's because he was so good last year and so mm-hmm. good in training camp that you think, like, well, "All right, this guy's going to come in and blow the doors off again." Right. Well, he didn't blow the doors off, but he but he still was really good and. You know, if if a guy's not grabbing your attention every time, I think people start to get a little disappointed because, you know, it sets the bar higher and people expect more. To me, Gooley, you know, and Tim Murray said it you know, when, when camp closed up. You know, he said, you know, he wasn't disappointed at all with Gooley. He just said that, you know, because he's been so good that you that you automatically assume that things are always going to keep getting better. It's like, it's like no, he was still great and he did all these things off the ice to improve himself, but – you know, you know, you always want to see him do a little bit more and, and do things that make you know make you make you go home remembering him. But you know, I think of the way he played in the three on three tournament with the uh, with the great team, and he had he and uh, Vasily Glossov, the uh, seventh round pick this year, had some pretty good chemistry, moving the puck around and and doing some creative stuff offensively. So I like seeing that. And Gulick even played a little bit of forward in the scrimmage. So you know, for a guy like him, where the expectations are a little bit higher. Uh, I thought he was. I, I thought he was to my blind, you know, to my just straight up vision. It just seemed okay. But talking with some of the coaches and the scouts there, it seemed like they were they were very happy with with the way he did. So to me, he's a guy where I think maybe my own expectations sure. are set a little bit higher. Um, but he was. But to me, it was you know it was one of those things where you know you, you're hoping you're hoping he does something a little bit flashier there's something a little bit extra to, to to make you go home saying geez that guy i can't believe he was so good but he was great um but I, as far as guys lagging behind i didn't 
there wasn't somebody who really stood out where I was like, geez, I wish they were better. It didn't really happen to me. To me, that's if you can go home at the end of the day of development camp and say that, it's pretty good. Joe Yurton joining us, NHL.com here on WGR. All right, now with the signing of Nylander, he's in the fold. It's He's an interesting situation, I think, for what fans – there's going to be a lot of fans who expect too much from him right away, I think, Joe. And there's going to be other fans who might be really tempering their expectations and he could surpass them because, let's face it, he's not a top three pick, but he's also not a guy that was drafted in the 20s. He's kind of right there, right in the middle, where you are going to have a lot of differing opinions as far as expectations. What are your expectations? Or at least I should ask you, what should the fans' expectations be from Nylander right now? I would I would say to be patient. I mean, obviously he got everybody's attention with the shootout stuff. You know, the shootout moves are, are fantastic. He's very slick with the puck and traffic. You know, he's got all those kinds of things, but you know, let's wait let's wait for the preseason to roll around where he's able to get against some, some NHL size guys and some NHL level competition to see what exactly he can do. Um, to me this is why I think we're gonna see him play in Rochester this season. You know, he's got four options. He can go back to Sweden. He can play in Mississauga again. He can play in Rochester. He can play in Buffalo. But to me, I think you got to have him in Rochester and feel it out and see if that's see if that's the the the, the absolute right level for him. Because I, to me, it's you know what else is that guy going to do in junior junior hockey? I mean, he scored nearly thirty goals last year at seventy points. You know, what more do you have to prove there? But you know, people are getting excited because they're, you know I've seen a few people trying to pencil him in. You know, maybe into that top six in Buffalo, and I'm like, well, let's calm down a little bit. Mm. He's probably not going to be doing that right away, um, but he's he's tremendously skilled. And to me, I think the the Sabers have a few other things to get figured out. You got to figure out where Tyler Ennis fits into the, fits into things. You got to find out if Jimmy Vesey is going to end up signing here. You got a you got a handful of stuff where you got to get it figured out before you even start wondering about about Alex Nylander. But you know he's got another month and a half or so to get ready for training camp. And you know let's see what let's see where he is after a workout regimen and, and he's able to get in here to work against you know some of the defensemen here in camp to see where he's at. To me, put him in Rochester and let's see see where things go from there. Uh, Joe, last thing I'll get you out of here on this. The there, there was a great great. You know, organization behind the top club for a couple of years when they were building, when they were going through the everything they were going through. Obviously, Tim Murray traded some of those assets to get players in here to maybe speed up the rebuild. Where are we right now with uh, what you saw from development camp as far as kind of the prospects in the organization, the farm club, the system, as far as are they one of the better in the NHL? Are they sort of in the middle or are they near the bottom? I, I think as far as Rochester goes, I think they're right in the middle. Um, I don't think things are as good as as Amherst fans would love them to be, and you know. But I think the prospect depth is is great. I think the last two drafts they've had have really filled things out, and you know we're going to see where a lot of these guys are at in the next year or two. But um, you know, when you're moving out guys like like Comfer and Lemieux and Armia and and these guys, I think that you know to get NHL talent, you got to give up guys like that. But you know, if if you look at where those guys are at in, in Colorado and Winnipeg. And, you try to put them in here at Buffalo, it's like, well, where in the heck would you have room for any of these guys mm-hmm. to fit in? I mean, you either have a log jam in the bottom, you know, in the bottom part of your lineup at Buffalo, or you got a log jam in the AHL, and that doesn't really do a whole heck of a lot of good to help anybody out. So I think Murray's done fine by that, and you know, we haven't seen any of these other prospects really jump off the map as far as becoming go-to guys as far as the NHL goes. So. You know the right moves at the time. Time will tell if it was the right move, but I think for right now, Buffalo's Buffalo's fine where they're at. It's just I think for 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 a team like Rochester to reap the benefits, it's going to take another year or two. 
You can follow the noted jerk on Twitter at Joe Yurden. Good stuff, man. That was really fun. I really appreciate it. And we'll do this again, and then we'll talk about the real club when games matter down the road, if that's okay with you. Hey, you got it, Sal. Absolutely. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.